Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Hello and welcome to another amazing guest interview here on the Profit With Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and I'm excited for our guest today. It's a unique content that we're going to cover, a unique unique topic. Um, It is in the marketing realm, uh, but a lot of you are wondering, like, how do I get my name out there? How do I get people to find out about about my law firm, about what we do? And how do I get clients to come in the door, book an appointment and say, where do I sign? instead of me needing to feel like I'm competing against the competition. And the answer to that is a certain marketing uh, strategy that we're going to cover on today's episode. So I'm super excited to bring our guest on. We're going to do that in just a moment. But before I do that, let me briefly let you know about an opportunity we have here at Profit With Law. So as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, we help lawyers grow their law firm and become more profitable. And one of the things that we offer is we open up a, a, just a small number of slots, eight to 12 slots a month, where we make our coaches available for a free coaching session for you. So if you're in the, in the trenches growing your firm and just trying to figure out like, why have I not got to where I want to go? Or how do I get there faster? Or what am I doing wrong? Or how do I stack up against other law firm owners? You might want to have a conversation with one of our coaches. It's absolutely free. Um, And you will find that that session will be probably the most mind-blowing part of growing your law firm thus far. So to book that, go to profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching, profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching and book your slot today. Our guest today is Robert Ingalls, and Robert is the founder of LawPods. LawPods is a company that helps law firm owners launch and grow branded podcasts. Uh, So I'm going to read you his official bio, but we're going to dive into a conversation with him. You'll learn all about him and how this all works. So Robert Ingalls is a recovering attorney, professional speaker, and the founder of LawPods, one of the first podcast production agencies for law firms. At LawPods, Robert and his team help some of the premier law firms in the world launch and grow branded podcasts that build relationships and drive revenue. Robert's path to podcast producer uh, to the AM Law 100 was anything but direct. For years, he battled anxiety from the pressure, long hours, and constant conflict of a litigation career. When he was finally ready to throw in the towel, he had no idea what to do next. With no business marketing background and only a love for podcasts, he discovered while creating a podcast for his law firm, Robert decided to see if lawyers would pay him to help them launch podcasts. With very few takers in the early days, Robert spent two years in a corporate banking gig, grinding nights and weekends to finally bring law pods to life. I can totally relate to this. As a speaker, Robert frequently speaks on podcast content marketing, prioritizing mental health, entrepreneurship, and law office technology. In his spare time, he enjoys teaching podcasting at community events, traveling, spending time with his wife and daughters, and riding his skateboard. If you're interested in learning more about our elite lawyer program, it all starts with an absolutely free coaching session. So you can book a free coaching session with my coaching staff um, where they will spend 
um, the time with you to help you understand and uh, and overcome the things that might be getting in your way of achieving your success, uh, you'll leave that coaching session invigorated and inspired to be able to continue moving in the right direction. Now, in full disclosure, at the end of that coaching session, they're going to potentially offer you the opportunity to join our elite lawyer coaching program. That is the only way that you can get into that. Um, so if that's something that interests you. If you would like some help along the way, uh, then go to profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching, profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching takes you right to a calendar booking link. You got to answer some questions on a form there, grab a spot on the calendar, and there's absolutely no commitment. You just have that coaching session, see how you feel, and then decide whether you want to continue the ride with us. Robert, welcome to the show. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. And um, I, those reading those bios, I, I have to give a disclaimer. Hey, I'm about to read a bio because you could tell I'm reading off of a piece of paper. Uh, it doesn't do you justice, right? It, it's it's the cliff notes, but it doesn't really talk to the passion and the excitement um, that you have in the day-to-day -day work that you do. Uh, so I want to start off with, you know, having you just let our listeners know who is Robert Ingalls, uh, how, you know, what, tell us a little bit about your, about your journey, how you got into this, and and what kind of difference you're making for law firm owners out there. No, sure, thanks. It's you 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 used one word in there, I think, that describes me really well, and that's passion. Uh, anybody that knows me really well knows that that is uh, that's what drives me. And I I ended up in a law office. Uh, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but because it was the easy way. Like that really was it. Like I was interested in it as a child. I thought it was interesting. I, I come from a uh, a very blue collar community, very small town, lawyers and doctors, you know, let them be doctors and lawyers and such. That's what I grew up on. And so the idea of being a lawyer, the prestige in it was big. And so I got into school, I was doing well. And when school was over, I was like, well, what now? Well, I mean, I'm good at school. Let's do some more school. Let's go to law school. And ended up there, started practicing law and got into it and realized very quickly that it wasn't for me. Just the, my mental like health wasn't built for that constant conflict all the time. I started out in criminal defense. I felt like the bad guy in somebody's movie every day, every day, someone, whether it be my client or the victim, some, sometimes the judge were mad at me and I don't like people being mad at me. And for better or for worse, that's who I am. And so then I got into just general civil and, you know, I miss jury trials. That's about all I miss. But the, just all the conflict, the type of personalities you deal with, the deadlines, you know, it kept me up at night. And I, you know, I was doing the marketing at my firm and people say, how did you know? How did you know that podcasting was, was going to come up? Because this is 2015 when I first discovered podcasting. And they said, and, and I kind of threw myself into it. How did you know? And I said, I didn't know. It's kind of like saying, how did you know that you loved your wife? Well, I, I met her and very quickly I decided I didn't ever want her to not be around anymore. And, and that's how it was with podcasting for me. I just, within 30 days of listening to my first one, I owned the microphone I'm talking into. That says a lot about my personality, go big or go home. And I started setting up stuff in a mixer and mics in my office at night. And I started setting up mixers and mics in my office and friends would come over and we'd learn how to podcast at night. And then I started one in the law firm. And from there, it just kind of snowballed. I started interviewing people in the community and I saw the network effect it was probably the first thing that really grabbed me 
was people like state senators would come and talk to me on my podcast just because I had a podcast. There weren't nearly as many back then, but it's it still the ability to have a conversation with somebody who otherwise wouldn't have given me that kind of time was really incredible to me. And I capitalized on it. And little by little, I was like, I got to get out of law. I don't love this. And I was so passionate about podcasting. I was spending so much of my time and energy. And I mean, it was, it was like having another full-time job. And I said, I, I really wonder if this is something that the marketplace will value. I was seeing big companies do it. And I said, I think there's something here. Like, I, I, I think that this can be good for search long-term, mm-hmm. like with Google. And so I started just kind of being in the community and, and helping out and showing people and teaching classes at, at co-working spaces. And then a lawyer in the community came up to me at a networking event. And he was like, I want to start a podcast. Can you help me? Client number one. And then from there, you know, it took a, it took a couple of years to really get a handful of clients. But once when COVID hit, that's really the tipping point for our company. That's when a, a national firm, we had come onto their radar just by being everywhere, just showing up, showing up, showing up. And they had heard our name from like two different places. And they were like, let's, let's call this person because there wasn't a ton of competition. And that was our first national brand that put us on the map. And, and we've grown from there, but it's, it really is about the passion. I love it. I love what I do. It's a really fun thing, which is interesting because I, until I was 35 years old, I didn't know I was creative. I would have told you I am not creative. And because that's just how I saw myself. I can't draw. Like I, I, I'm not very good at playing music. And so I didn't think I was creative. I never took a marketing class, never took a business class. And, and, and then here I am like, I'm a, I run a marketing agency and I am advising some of the biggest firms in the world on their podcast marketing strategy, which blows my mind. Um, But I mean, I guess for anybody out there who's like, it's too late to do something different, get out of here. Like if you love something, you dive headfirst into it and it doesn't take that long to get really good at it. Yeah, I, I love I love your story uh, for many reasons. First of all, I have a bunch of friends who are, you know, uh, ex lawyers. <laughs> I mean, I guess you guys are recovering, lawyers, I think, but, is is what some uh, of us call ourselves. Yeah, recover, recovery lawyers. Uh, but I know I know a lot of them uh, because I'm in the information uh, marketing space, right? Like I, we I sell knowledge um, for uh, for money. And uh, so I'm in a lot of these groups where lawyers end up. They, they start doing other things like I, and I've had uh, some of them on the podcast, like my friend uh, Bobby Klink, uh, who sells legal templates for small business, uh, small businesses, specifically in, in that in that arena, um, uh, you know, coaches, course creators, uh, uh, membership site owners, things like that. Um, and rather than them needing to hire an attorney, they can simply buy his legal t- template pack um, and, and be off to the races. Um, so he's not he's not practicing law. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's still, it's still within the realm of, of law, but then there's, there's other friends of, of mine that, uh, one of them is, um, she teaches PR company, people who want to run a PR agency, how to run, how to create and establish their PR agency and be successful. Uh, so it's very interesting to see the journey when somebody gives up one thing and goes to something else, what do they go to? What, what do they really love and enjoy? Um, but our listeners, most of them love and enjoy law, right? And uh, they're here because they want to grow their law firm. So I want to start asking you questions that I think they're going to be asking uh, to try to help them figure out, is podcasting for me? 
and how do I get started and, and what, what can I expect? So uh, let's start with this podcasting for me. Uh, any, we can have anybody here, right? We can have somebody who's just starting out. They're going to be a brand new attorney, you know, or a brand new law firm owner. Uh, maybe they, they have no support staff or they hire one virtual assistant and they're off to the races starting to build their business, right? Or we might have somebody listening to this who's got a multi-million dollar firm, um, many attorneys on staff, and they've got a marketing budget up the wazoo, right? So we've got the whole, the whole realm of possible listeners here. Is there a law firm that's too small that's not ready for podcasting? Is there a specific size where now it's time for me to look at it? Or is that does that have nothing to do with whether or not somebody should start a podcast? You know, I, I think at the end of the day, do you have the money to commit to a strategy? Because if there's no money in the bank account for next month, then I don't know that that's for you. But that's any marketing strategy. There are very few marketing strategies out there that are quick wins. You know, pay-per-click used to be a, a pretty strong one. I know that, you know, that's it's not my area of expertise, but I know it's not as strong as it used to be. And if you're not able to commit like an SEO strategy, like I, I talk to SEO firms all the time, if you're not committing two or three years at a minimum, you're probably wasting your money, right? And and that's one of those things I would say, if you're so small that you can't even keep the lights on and, and you don't have a line of credit to try to build your business, like any business, sell first, sell, 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 try to get out there, try to knock on the doors, get some revenue. But at that point, then that opens up a different conversation. Now we have it because really what a podcast is, it's content marketing. Content marketing is until we can beam things in our brain, which will be content marketing. This is the way we do it. We write words on the page. We make videos. We create podcast episodes. We are gritting content out into the marketplace for a variety of reasons. And so any firm that can benefit from content marketing can definitely benefit from podcasting. So um, you bring up a really good point, right? So uh, when we're looking at podcasting, it's a marketing strategy, but I have a lot of options in front of me. And the biggest one that lawyers go after first is because this is what all the lawyer marketing agencies are selling is SEO. But you and I both know SEO you may never conquer it. You may spend three years working on it and you still are not going to beat out somebody who's got a bigger budget than you, who's putting out more or better content than you. Uh, or you sign up with a vendor that maybe they're not as great with finding the right keywords and therefore you might be ranking for something, but it's not for the right thing. Uh, so your phone is still not ringing, right? Um, so our listeners have to navigate this, this conflict of which is the marketing strategy that I should dive into. So tell me why podcasting is something that people should consider for before they go into SEO or, or, or instead of trying pay-per-click or instead of blog post writing, or maybe you'll say that they're one and the same and you should have a blog post with every podcast episode. That's what we do here. Um, so uh, it's tell, tell me a little bit more about how a, a law firm owner should think about podcasting as it compares to all these other options on the table. Sure. Well, podcasting at its very core, because it's content marketing, is something you own and something you can always build on. And that's the beautiful part of the podcast is people think, well, a lot of attorneys now look at it and they're not thinking about it from the right perspective. They're, they're thinking, they'll ask me, they'll say, who would listen to a law firm podcast? Somebody that has a problem. And it's like you see a light bulb go off in their head. They're thinking about making like a regular podcast that somebody might listen to on Saturday afternoon while they're mowing the grass. And, and, and I have to tell them, no, like, like, let's shift that frame. 
if you're a personal injury attorney, someone's on your website because something bad happened to them or someone they care about, and they have questions. And your job with that podcast is to answer those questions and to bring on relevant experts who might be able to answer those questions and speak directly to those pain points. Like they have questions, you have answers. That's what the podcast's primary purpose for a lot of law firms is. There's thought leadership, depending on the type of firm you are and what you're trying to do. You might be trying to drive referrals with your podcast, but for a lot of attorneys, they're trying to create content that's going to speak directly to a pain point of a potential client. And we're, but we're checking a lot of other boxes there as well, because we were talking about SEO. When we're creating that content, we are going to put that on our website. And just like you said, we're, we're not just going to paste that audio player there and walk away. We are going to write a blog post for it. We're going to describe this episode. We might link to other key resources on our website, anything we discussed in there, any books that we talked about, anything. And we're going to write long form show notes, blog posts on there. We're going to transcribe it. We're going to put that on the page as well. Then we're going to take that episode. We're recording the video of it. So we're going to take that and put that on YouTube. And we're going to out, we're going to put that up there with the chapters, keywords. Like we're going to SEO that on YouTube. It's the world's second largest search engine. And then from there, we're going to create micro content from that. You want to pull that podcast episode apart, preferably the video, and turn it into little 90-second clips with captions and your branding because it's the kind of stuff that actually gets seen on social media. When you post it, it's much more likely to get seen than you dropping a link that says, listen to my new podcast. And even if they saw that link, what are the odds they're going to click on that? Like your new podcast, I don't know you. I don't know what this is about. That's a big friction point. And these little pieces of content, they're going to get seen. So they're going to brand you. And what they're also going to do is they're going to help someone qualify themselves as they see it. it. They scroll past it. They stop. They see the headline. They see the branding. They see the caption. They go, oh, that actually is for me. Now they can listen to that 90 seconds. And at the end, you've given them a little something. They know a little bit more and they might go, I, I need to know more. I Now you've converted a listener. And all of this content that you're creating, every single episode you're creating is a goldmine of that kind of content. You might make one or two videos for when the episode first comes out. Then you hire a bigger marketing team and you say, go back and look at these old episodes. I know there's a lot in there. Now they're coming back with five or six of those from every single episode. And over a period of time, you have a goldmine of content marketing that you can use forever. You set up a scheduler and get these things pumped out. You repurpose them. You turn them into talking points that you can then use on stages when you're speaking. It's just the amount of content you get from sitting down once a week and talking for 20 minutes. And actually a lot of the experts uh, that, that I work with will sit down for two hours once a month and knock out four episodes. And the amount of content they get out of that two hours every month is just incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like you, I, I love podcasts and I got turned on to podcasts earlier than you. Uh, 08, 09 is around when I started listening to podcasts. And if people um, can remember that far back, we didn't have smartphones yet. Um, so we had the iPod and I would have to connect iPod to my computer and download the podcasts onto my iTunes <laughs> like a caveman <laughs> and then, and then up, you know, sync it to my, to my iPod to be able to listen to that on the go in the car, in the kitchen when I was cooking and stuff like that. Um, so my, I mean, my kids, uh, my daughter, Mimi works here. She's, you know, she's in her twenties. She grew up listening to podcasts, you know, that, cause I was listening to them all the time. And, you know, so she, she knows all my, my favorite hosts and, and stuff like that. Um, so what's interesting is, is that when you listen to somebody all the time, 
you you have an affinity with them. You develop a relationship with them. It's one sided, but you feel like you know them. You feel like you're best friends with them. So now when they're coming to seek. They're they're not going to want to work with anybody else. They want to work with their friend. They want to work right. with a person that's been in the shower with them on runs with them, you know, in the car with them. Uh, and and it really um, it makes it easier for you to sell anything to them because you're no longer needing to separate yourself from the competition for the bulk of the, the you know, the sales that are coming in. Um, so it's very interesting where other things where they land on your website, they don't know who you are, right? But here they might land on your website and now they listen to two or three episodes. All of a sudden, they have a much better relationship with you than they do with three other websites they looked at because there's nothing there. There's no way for them to develop that relationship until they come in for an inter- for, for a for a uh, you know a, a, a conference or a, a consultation. No, you're um, exactly right because it's that when you hear their voice, you get to know who they are a little bit. There's some personal anecdotes sprinkled in there. They know that you have a son who plays baseball. They relate to that. They start to understand who you are. They get a bit of an affinity for you. They get your sense of humor and they start to that know, like trust. That's what we want. Cause all we really want is to get them past that friction point. And you're right when they call and they, I want, this is who I want to talk to. I understand this person. I feel like I trust this person. I know what they're about. It's, it's big. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've answered the question of who are, is podcasting for. We, you, we kind of talked about the fact that you have to have a marketing budget of some kind. That you're going to invest in marketing. If you're not up to that step, you don't have a line of credit. You don't have a way to access funds. You don't have savings. You got to go out and just hustle, hit the streets, you know, shake hands until you get enough clients that you can put some money aside to invest in marketing. What kind of investment is somebody looking at if they want to be realistic about, you know, getting a podcast started and the way that you outlined it, right? I don't just want to get behind a microphone, record it and throw it up there on the internet. I want to have a blog post behind it. I want to have it on YouTube. I want to have snippets that I can then post on social throughout, you know, uh, the week and stuff like that. Um, What kind of budget does somebody need to set aside uh, to be able to have that level of production? You know, it's, that level of production is going to be probably five grand to 12 grand a month, somewhere in that range. If you're doing an episode every single week and, and, and it depends on how much you're trying to do, how much help, how much handholding do you want? Like, if you really want to sit, if you really want to never think about your podcast, except for that 20 minutes that you're talking about it, you're probably on the high end. If you have a, a little extra time to outline episodes and do a little bit of the work yourself, you're probably in, in the five grand range. And And that just, it really depends. The low end, I would expect, if you're going to work with an agency, I'd expect the low end, you're probably going to pay three grand a month for a weekly, for a weekly show to get, you know, the things that you need some, at least some bare bones show notes, a, the audio cleaned up, because I think that's really important. This is your firm. This is your reputation. This is your name. Get a halfway decent microphone. That's going to cost you like 60 bucks and have someone edit it clean it up, make it sound nice, mix in it, professional intro and outro with some, with a soundtrack, with some voiceover, something that makes people, I mean, it costs you a a few hundred extra dollars to do it that way. And it makes people go, okay, these people are serious. They're committed. It's like when they go to your website and it looks like it was built. No one. It's hard for me to feel like I can trust you because that's what your storefront looks like. You have taken such little care about your storefront that I go, what else are they taking very little care of? And it's those little things. And that's, I think that's why we've excelled because 
that's the little things that we pay attention to as well. We want to make sure that all of your presence is branded well, that it looks good, that it feels good. And I think those little extra steps are going to go a long way. Um, I'm sure that you can get it done like anything else in the world. It's significantly cheaper, but that's probably what you're going to expect to spend if you're doing it, um, you know, on a professional level. Okay. Um, switching gears here again. Uh, let's, let's just assume that we want to move forward with a podcast. We're going to hire somebody to help us make it happen. Cause I mean, God knows we don't have time in the day to, to deal with, with, with everything that you laid out there. Um, but I know that there's different types of shows, right? So, uh, you had mentioned earlier, you know, answering clients questions, you know, making a show around your, your, uh, topic of expertise. Uh, but I know a, a gentleman by the name of Marius, Morris Lilienthal, um, an attorney out in Alabama. And I don't know if you know who he is. Um, but he has a show called the Mo show. And um, he's he decided to start this show and it's a local show for his town or whatever. And uh, where he just talks about what's going on. And, you know, it's just a, a meet people in the community kind of kind of show. Um, and uh, he he really took off when he interviewed the local um, uh, meteorologist. So the local weatherman is is one of the most followed personalities on Thanks. social. And uh, he had the he had the weatherman on as a guest. And, you know, he tweeted out that he was, you know, going on on the Mo show. And all of a sudden, you know, he <laughs> he had his place on the map. Um, he actually doesn't even own his own firm. Right. He works for a law firm, but he brings clients in just because he's running the Mo show. People know about him and they know he's. He's an, uh, you know, whatever. I think he's a PI attorney. They they know that he's that he's a personal injury attorney. So if they have a personal injury matter, they know him, and they'll go to him. And so it brings business into him just from having that. Um, so my question to you is, is uh, you know, I know there's different styles of of show that you can have. How does somebody start off? I'm just making that ultimate decision at the beginning of what kind of show am I going to run? Uh, is it going to be geared to my, you know, the practice of law and the specific nuances of, of my area of expertise? Or is it going to be more of a local presence that I just want to get everybody to listen to in my area? No, excellent question. And I don't think I've been asked that before. And I love the community involvement angle. There's a lot of firms. I've seen firms all over the United States that do that really well. Some of them sponsor these big parties and their name is all over it. And they'll invite all of these different celebrities to it and their name's everywhere. And they're very involved in their community. And that's kind of the angle of the podcast. Create something people would want to consume outside of you. You just happen to be the person speaking. You happen to be the sponsor of it but it's something people want anyway. The issue I see a lot of firms run into is that's usually, for some of them, it's not a viable angle. To That's not who they are. It's not how they want to spend their time, but I love it. I, and I always bring it up when I'm discussing the idea is, is this something we can use? But there, you really have to be focused on commitment as well. Because if you are creating something that people are looking to as entertainment, as people are looking to for information, that's the kind of thing that you need to be very consistent about. Like you are showing up. If you are creating a personal injury podcast and you miss a week, not that many people are going to notice because most people are not following your podcast. They are not having those episodes pushed 
to their podcast player. So they're not going to see gaps in it. And not that you shouldn't create consistent content, but when you're creating a community show, you have to be booking guests that are relevant. You have to be consistently thinking of content that is relevant, something that I can make. The production value on something like that is higher. Trying to make something like that work. Now, I don't want to talk people out of it because I love it. And I think it's very valuable to develop your brand that way. And But especially smaller firms without as many resources sometimes might not be perfect for that. But the right person with the right personality, that's huge. To, that can go out in the community and speak in a voice people want to listen to and create something that brands the law firm outside of just you ask, they answer is immensely valuable. So I, I very much encourage people to do it and I would love to have more shows. So if anybody's thinking about that kind of thing, shoot me an email because I would love to do more shows like that. Yeah, I, I love I, I I love watching the passion rise in you as you're like talking about <laughs> this, this that style of show because it's different and it's exciting. I mean, it it because because you're you're catering to a wider audience. You're you're gonna have you're gonna see better growth. Like when when typically when a podcast host creates a podcast, the only way that you can measure whether you're doing okay is how many downloads am I getting, right? And uh, when you're creating a podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is when people land on my site. They should see my podcast and go listen to it. Um, you're not going to measure your success by downloads because you're not catering to the broad the broad audience. You're not catering to people just finding your show and saying, "Oh, I <laughs> I want to know about personal injury. I'm going to listen to this, right?" Um, so, or I want to know more about divorce. I'm happily married, but I want to know more about divorce. I'm going to listen right. to this podcast, right? So. Uh, it's very interesting that, you know, the, the, the purpose of the podcast, it's kind of like being an author of a book, right? It's, it's not, a, it, you can write a book that's to the, to the mainstream, to the masses, or you can write a book specifically on your topic. And when somebody's going through that and all of a sudden they go and they Google how to, you know, how to deal with divorce and your book comes up as the number one recommended, you know, book for them to buy, now they're now they're buying your book. So the podcast is kind of the same thing where they're now they're listening to your podcast because it's specifically what they're looking for. Uh, but this, you know, a community show is going to have people listening all the time. And now they're just aware that you exist. And that's actually more powerful because they might refer you business without right. ever having done business with you, which is yeah, really I mean, interesting. I, I lived in Charlotte and DeMeo. Like if you ask somebody on the street, I, I got hit in a car. What do I do to Mayo? If you're in the Raleigh Durham area where I am now, you get hit in a car. They're probably going to say Farron because those people have branded themselves so well. And that's the power of that type of community thing is you are branding yourself to a point where people can't think of someone else, which yeah, you can, it's hard to put a price tag on that. Yeah. Now the one caveat is, is who's your market, right? Who's your target? Because if your target is not the mass public, like if you're, if, if uh, say for example, you're a, uh, you're an attorney who deals with businesses. Now that might be a bad example because there's a lot of business owners in the community. Um, but you're, it's not like PI or divorce where you're dealing with everybody. Like everybody right. at some point is, is, is possible or likely to get into an accident and, and need a PI attorney or everybody at some point can potentially be going through a divorce and need a divorce attorney. Um, but a good example might be like a patent attorney, right? A patent attorney, you'd be much better off doing something that's catering to the people who are 
in, who are looking for a patent. And if you if you do a community show locally in your area, you, you may not you may never find those people who are looking for a patent because they're not listening to the community show. Right. It's just right. there's not enough of that audience that's listening to it. So you really have to know who your audience is and, and how am I marketing to them? And the other thing is geography. Right. If you're not if your firm is not catering specifically to the people in the community and you have like a nationwide firm, uh, like my friend, Sam Malai, who does, um, he, his firm does, uh, I think like ITIN number applications and stuff like that. He, he does that nationally. He doesn't see clients in his office. He doesn't, right. he doesn't have people, you know, from the neighborhood coming in. So it wouldn't make any sense for him to have a podcast that's specific to his, you know, to his area. So you really have to understand who is my audience and 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 how are they how are they going to look for me or how are they going to know about me when they need something uh, to see if, if it makes sense to do that. Um, really good stuff. So yeah. we talked about whether somebody should start a podcast. We talked about, you know, what it might look like to have somebody produce it for us and, and run it for us. We talked about the, the overall type of show. I want to I want to ask specifically about the individual content episode to episode. Um, when it comes to when you're trying to build SEO, you might go and search for what are the keywords that people are looking for? Like, what are the most popular keywords? What are keywords that are less popular but are being searched? Um, like, I'll have less competition on those keywords. And you might choose to write an article specifically based on the keyword data that you're getting. When it comes to producing a podcast, are you paying attention to that? Are you, are you looking at at the SEO information, the keyword information to say, hey, look, this is a topic that we really want to rank for. Let's create a podcast on it so that we now have not just a good podcast episode, but we have one that's strategically going to hopefully help us in the SEO game as well. Absolutely. So we're going to, you know, if I'm, if I'm creating that podcast, I'm going to pull the search engine results. I want to see what are you ranking for? What are, what's your competition ranking for? And what, what's already on your site? What's existing already? What, con, what content can we complement? I also want to have a conversation with the SEO team. What are we doing? What's the strategy here? How can we help you capitalize on your existing SEO spend? And, and that's a big part. Like let's, we've been talking about injury attorneys. That's a big part of what we do with injury attorneys is that's really hammering SEO and thinking of what, what are they trying to rank for? What new thing, you know, the Camp Lejeune thing is the big one right now that the PI attorneys are trying to rank for. We're creating a lot of content around that, linking back to their existing content on their websites. And that is usually step one for a lot of law firms is before I even talk to them, I've usually pulled the report already because I want to come in armed with information. Here's what you're doing. Here's where it looks like you're doing well. Here's It looks like here's something you're chasing. This is a perfect opportunity to build a podcast around this thing that you're chasing. And, and then start creating that content, thinking of the keywords that we're using, because there's going to be specific phrases that people are searching that we want to make sure we're using. And we use that in the spoken word on the podcast. Google's indexing that themselves in Google Podcast, but we're also transcribing that that's going to land on the website as well. So there, there's very much an SEO angle to all of the content we're creating past just giving good answers in audio format that we can then use for other content marketing. Now, what? So, if somebody's not focusing on SEO before they start, but now they recorded an episode, is is there work that we can do post recording to say, okay, let's let's figure out what title we want to give this episode, and and how you know what what keyword we want to make sure appears multiple times in the blog post because of what this episode has, and now we're backtracking to see, you know, what part of it can show up in search. 
Sure. I mean, that, there's there's always optimization that can be done on everything that we're doing. We are, you know, I always like to try to stay in my lane the best I can. And so we, while we understand SEO and we're writing content, especially like we have a higher end package where we're writing SEO content. And, but for our general podcast episodes, we prefer to work with your existing SEO team to make sure that we're handling it right. But yes, there's very much a way to take 25 episodes you've already done, come back and work on that from an SEO perspective, like optimize that for SEO. Yeah, I, I love I I mean I I love this the the strategy of doing all the all the things, but it it takes a long time to get there. I mean, you need yep. an established marketing team or or the right contractors in place, the right companies in place um uh, to do it. Um how does this play out for somebody who's got their own in-house marketing team, right? Is um and and they say, "Okay, we we just want guidance on on how to get this going." but we've got the personnel. We don't need you to go and edit our videos. We don't need you to go and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not even sure what the whole package of services would be and what they would want to hold on to. But I imagine that if they've got, you know, a CMO and they've got, you know, three or four underlings below the CMO all working on their marketing, that they might have enough manpower to be able to do all this on their own, but they just don't, they don't know where to, where to start. They just need somebody right. to kind of like set the plan and and direct them on here. Here's how to get guests. Here's how to choose your topics. Here's how to record. Here's how to edit. Or maybe you hand off the editing services to an outside editor. Um, here's how you write a blog post from it. Um, is that something that that you get involved in? Um, what does that look like for for our larger firms that might be listening? You know, we've created like for the most part, we really are here to do production and promotion. That's our strong suit. That's what we do really well. We created tiers. We have three production tiers, three promotion tiers, and some firms can fit themselves in that. They'll say, well, we want option two here and option two here, and then we'll take care of the other things. And that's what that looks like for us is we have, we have created, we have a small firm package that works really well for small firms. We have some that, you know, a medium sized firm might want everything done for them. And then a really large firm might want somewhere in the middle. And that's a lot of that. Now, as far as the consulting goes, we really don't lean into the consulting game. It's just, you know, maybe in the future, but right now we are a production and promotion agency and consulting really takes our eye off that ball. And not that it's something that we can't help with, but at the end of the day, that's right at this moment, isn't the best use of our time, but there, I'll tell you one thing we discovered as we grew is the medium sized firms tend to be the ones that sometimes will be more interested in doing things themselves. The large firms, we expected their in-house marketing teams would say, no, no, we can do some of these things. That has not been our experience. The marketing teams are like, wait, wait, you can do all of this? Please do all of this. We don't need more things. <laughs> uh, you know, I won't name any names, but right. I hear that sometimes the in-house teams feel a little bit overworked. And so when we come in with this just complete package, like we're going to give you a calendar to schedule the guest and you're, we're going to be on the recording to do it for you. And all you have to do is look at the content and make sure that it, it looks good. They go, yes, please sign us up. Now, let's talk about who's the name, who's the, the person behind the microphone. Um, some people are building their firm. They want the firm to be that's them, right? It's my firm. I want everybody to know who I am as this attorney. Uh, when I run a TV commercial, my face is on that commercial. And then there are other uh, people who recognize that 
um, I'm building a firm and the firm's name is what I want to be out there. I don't want it to be, have anything to do with me personally, because I want to be able to walk away. I want to be able to sell it. I want to be able to enjoy my life and not have everybody coming and saying, I want to work with you. Right. Um, so there's, I mean, you can solve that with podcasting and also with blog post writing by having other people on your team be the personalities behind the microphone where they're not necessarily developing a relationship with one particular person, but rather with the, with the, the content and the show and, and actually having multiple attorneys being on the, on the podcast and, and talking, or maybe even somebody from the marketing team being involved as a, you know, a host to, to have a back and forth conversation. Um, what do you see that people are doing when you're bringing clients on? Uh, is it for the most part, the owner of the firm is getting behind the microphone or are you seeing more and more involvement from team members being able to be placed in the spotlight and, and also uh, helping the firm, you know, grow their marketing in a, in a different way where it's not tied to a specific individual. So it varies based on the strategy. Sometimes that strategy is, this is about branding me, you know, especially with a younger attorney who's establishing themselves. Like this is, we got to brand me. We got to boom, boom, boom and brand me. But for a firm that is much larger than the founding attorney or attorneys, that is something we see a lot is they're trying to bring people in to a highlight them. We want people to know who our attorneys are because when you call, you're not always going to be able and rarely are going to be able to get the name on the door anymore. And, and so giving those people the ability to get to know your other attorneys, to bring them in. And then it gives the attorneys an ability to start branding themselves, which is hugely important if you're going to actually grow a business, is that your employees are able to generate business themselves outside of your name on the door. And so it really, it, it runs the gamut because there are firms where the, the owner of the firm is the host of every single episode. And then there's some firms where the owner's never on, where it's the name of the firm is this, and sometimes there might be a recurring host. A lot of times there will be. A lot of our firms have a recurring host or host that will maybe revolve a little, but there's usually somebody there who's regularly there. And I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times you're seeing that because in firms, there's usually somebody who's good on the mic, who's personable, who just really has the right attitude. And to, that, that's who you see on the mic. Those people who can show up and keep a conversation going. They bring in other people of the firm who might be a little bit more monosyllabic. And, but I like the power of the recurring host because it's somebody, if you listen to five episodes about five different things that you wanted to know about when you showed up, you feel each episode, you're not starting fresh. You're like, oh, right, this guy, I got him. And I think there's power there. I don't think that there's necessarily a right or a wrong answer. I think the biggest thing to making sure you're doing it right is make sure that every episode is thought out, that you're creating something people actually want to know about. If you title it with an SEO title that somebody searched, landed on your website and click play, deliver on that promise. Whoever's on the microphone, deliver on the promise that you made them. Make sure that you're not wandering into left field and talking about things that no one wants to hear about. Don't waste two minutes. Make sure you're being succinct with your content. You're being you know light, personable, so those are those are the angles I would go at. So I just gave you the lawyer answer. It depends. Right. 
Yeah, well, you know what? Marketing, that's the marketing answer too, right? They always <laughs> ask a marketer any question and it's always going to be, it depends. Um, and and for me, for me also, right? As a as a, a, a business coach and, and consultant, um, 99% of the time, there isn't a right answer, right? It's It, it really is, it depends. Um, but understanding how to navigate that decision is really what this is all about. And that's really why we're here for 45 minutes talking about this is because somebody needs to figure out is podcasting for me is podcasting for my firm is this something that i am excited about that i see as the next frontier for us uh when it comes to marketing and what i really love about podcasting or starting from podcasting because what you're doing is you're doing video you're doing youtube right so why aren't we saying hey i'm you know this is this is law tube or instead of law pod right um and really because what what you're doing is with the podcast is creating this evergreen content that can be consumed in any way, shape or form, wherever you are with video, you have to be using your eyes with audio. You could be doing that at any at any point, anywhere with whatever, whatever you're doing. But what's really cool is you're taking the audio as the starting point. And then you're saying, okay, while we're doing this, we're going to record video like we're doing right now. And then while we're recording this video, we're also going to write a blog post afterwards that encapsulates the information here. So essentially, you're getting all the different things that you would be doing instead of starting from, hey, I'm going to write a blog post. And then maybe I'll think about adding a podcast down the road. Uh, the other thing, I mean, when you're writing a blog post, you have to be the writer. But when right. you record a podcast episode, anybody can write it based on your episode. So you can have a writer behind the scenes that's writing it that doesn't have to know your content. They don't have to know your stuff to be, to be a good writer for you. They just need to be able to take what you said and turn it into written word. Um, so there's a lot of really, really powerful things that you can do with a podcast that you can't do when you're starting from a blog post or from a, uh, you know, from a, from a video production. Now you could take video and turn it into audio. So I think that um, they kind of like if you approach it from, hey, I want to focus on the video and the production value and all that first and then take that audio track and turn it into an audio podcast. That's also something you can do. Um, and I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that, uh, whether it loses some of the podcast flavor when when you're coming from from that, you know, video angle first. I think it depends on the content, but if you. If you're making a video that is a little bit longer form, that is answering questions, which a lot of firms aren't really doing that. Most of their videos are quick hits, are little 90 second, three minute clips. And I get that. Making video is hard. Making really good, high quality production video, where if you're bringing in a team and sitting them in your office, it's, it's hard to get it right. You know, you got your, you're dressed up perfectly because you're on this video that you're paying $20,000 for. And you are doing these little short hits and to try to get eight to 10 to 15 minutes of content in the video is a lot of work and can be really pricey. And that is where the podcast side is tends to come out much better because we're recording the video, but we're recording it on your webcam. And it's the, the listener understands the watcher understands that this is something we recorded and are just making available as a podcast. They're used to watching video podcasts. They understand this is more informal. And so, you know, you might have a dress shirt on, but you're talking to your webcam. It's on your branding. 
And so you're not nearly as concerned with making sure that one hair is right on your head. And you're making podcast content that also plays really well for video. That said, on the video side, if you're making good content that translates well to podcast, I think that's great. Now, for a firm on a budget, I think that that's going to be tough to make that a viable strategy because making that kind of long form video with high production value does get pricey really quick, whereas a podcast is probably, I'd guess, 25% of the investment to get all of that content you're getting. So if you're coming from a budget standpoint, podcast is always, I think, going to end up being a better, a more viable option for marketing than going video first. Yeah, certainly if you have, uh, certainly if you're having guests on the show, it becomes harder to control the video of the guests, right? Unless you're sending a video team to the, <laughs> to the yeah. guests to record that their side of it, uh, you might have gorgeous video on, on your end, but then on, on the other end, they could, you know, they could have a crappy webcam or the built-in camera in their, in their computer or be using their cell phone on their desk, which right. some cell phones are actually very, very good, but they might not have the latest and greatest and, uh, you know, and, and you get, you get what you get. Um, so then it's in the whole nother thing you have to stay on top of as far as, you know, what, what are, what does our guest have as far as technology, what does their background look like? And now you're doing, you know, pre pre-show checks and technology checks and all that. Um, so it, it definitely can, can add to the complexity of it. I really love, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're out of time and, and, uh, you know, we probably could go on for hours talking about this cause it's just exciting stuff, but I love that, um, Pod, I mean, clearly I love podcasting. We're on a podcast, right? We're recording this on a podcast. And, you know, so that that's the medium I chose to grow my business. That was the first marketing decision I made was to start a podcast. Um, and that came from my love of podcasting. But the reality is, is that I, I saw all of these pros and we actually haven't taken our podcast and turned it into a YouTube channel. It is our, our it's our, it's a project for us for the upcoming year. Uh, my team is, you know, we're, we're laying that project out right now and we're going to, we're going to create a massive presence on YouTube up, you know, upcoming. I am doing the professional video shoot. I'm going to have, you know, I'm, I'm doing two days of, of professional video, but we're also going back and taking all of our video content that we've recorded since 2019. So the last three years, we have a ton of video content and my team is going to be repurposing that uh, into the YouTube channel. My point is, is that even if you start with the podcast and you don't do anything with the video, you always have the option of, of adding that later or, or going back and, and pulling, you know, even blog posts, right? We weren't good at writing blog posts at the beginning. We can always go back and have a writer say, you know, here, here's the first hundred episodes, go turn them into, into proper blog posts. Let's replace all of those, all of those pages that are just referencing the video, the, the audio track and and replace it with with real content that we can rank for that people can find when they're searching and and find on our website um i i think there's there on top of that if you're doing interviews there's also no no replacement to the relationships that can be created through through podcast recording uh our first law firm growth summit we had 35 speakers how the heck did I find 35 speakers as a newcomer into the into the 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 industry? Right, I was recently just started talking to to law firm owners. Where would I come up with those? Well, I had a bunch of guests on the show, and they have a bunch of friends or people that they have established relationships with. It wasn't very difficult to to reach out to each of them, who then gave me. Hey, here's my three best people. Here's my four best people that I think that you can connect with. And that circle, uh, all you got to do is ask, 
right? Once you have that, once you have that, that interaction with them on the podcast, what's the, what's the next step for our relationship? This was a great conversation, but I really like you. I like what you're doing. What, how do, how can we work together more? And when you start doing that, well, all of a sudden you build a referral network, that's extra gravy on top of whatever you're doing to just have your content there for your website. Um, so I, I think, I mean, anybody who can, who has the, the, the time and the, and the money to spend on this type of content marketing, I think it's, it's money well worth, well, you know, well spent because uh, it's an evergreen um, it's, it's a piece of evergreen content. Like it, it'll never go, well, I don't know about never, but it, it, it's there for the long haul, right? Um, anybody can find your show, even if you haven't produced it in 10 years, they can still go back and find it. Um, I know, uh, so the person who I use to like teach me how to start my podcast, Cliff Ravenscraft, uh, is he used to be known as, as the, the podcast answer pod, man, podcast answer man. And, um, he's now a, a business coach. He's, he's tr changed, he's changed what he does and how he shows up multiple times. But I took his podcasting A to Z course to, to learn how to, how to host my own, my own podcast, how to get it published. There's a lot, it's a lot easier today than it was when, when I, when I first launched and certainly when he first launched. Um, but the key is, is that like he has, he created a podcast on how to hire a virtual assistant. And it was like a 10 episode show that he never put, did it, did again. He ran, you know, he recorded 10 episodes where he basically walked you through this process and front and behind it, he's got like some, you know, paid product that you can buy, or, or I, I forget exactly how it works, but I spoke to him recently and he's like, yeah, I recorded that back in, you know, 2007, 2008, and I'm still making sales from that podcast being out there. Like people are still looking, how do I hire a virtual assistant and coming and finding my virtual assistant podcast show. And, and they're just binging the 10 episodes and boom, they're, you know, so, so even if you don't continue the strategy ongoing and you just put your stuff out there, it's there forever. And anybody can find it and anybody can now find you in another way that they couldn't find you before. So really love that. Robert, yeah, this Cliff's, has been, well, I was just going to say, piggyback on that. Cliff's great. I, I took his class back in the early years as well. And I know him just from podcast conferencing as well. So that's a, that, that's pretty cool. Are did you join the Facebook group for uh, alumni? I'm sure I'm probably We're in probably there, in I'm there like together. A billion I love Facebook it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, at this, if you're not like in a, in a group that you're active in, like if you're not active in that group, yeah. you forget you're, you're, you're part of it. I'm probably, yeah. I should be in there, probably in We're there, probably we in can, there together. We can, we can connect and, and see, but um, yeah, it, it's a small world. I mean, when, when you start doing these different pieces of, of, you know, of, of content, these different strategies, you start to pay attention to them, right? Like, um, I, up until now, I only went to legal conferences, but now I'm doing a, a podcast. Now I'm all of a sudden I'm interested in maybe a podcasting conference. And now I go, I go there and I, and my world has just expanded. Um, and, and I'm able to learn what other people are doing and other strategies that they're doing and, and things that we can do to, to, to make our show better or, or more exciting. Um, and, you know, and, and it's, there's always variations of how to do something. 
And, you know, some of them are great and some of them are not, but you, why not learn what other people had success with and what they haven't? Um, so there, there's a whole world that opens up when you start paying attention to something. It's kind of like I'm shopping for a car. I just took a Honda Pilot for a test drive. I really like the car. And all of a sudden I'm driving and there's Honda Pilots everywhere. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that, that happens and it happens with everything that you do. It'll happen with podcasting too, uh, where suddenly everybody around you is a podcast host. So, um, Robert, this has been, it's been great. We're, we're out of time. I want to, I want to uh, leave with two things. So I always end the episode with how can people find out more about you, uh, connect with you, take a next step with you if they think this is for them. And the second, the, well, really the first thing is what is one parting piece of advice or wisdom that you want to leave with our audience? Um, if you have to boil, boil it down to one thing that you can, that you can, that you can share, uh, what would that be? Uh, consistency. If you're going to, if you're going to any marketing strategy that you're working on, you have to look at it not as a quick win. It's just not, it tends, it's not how business works. You have to think, is this the right strategy for me? And when it is, you've got to map out what one year, two years, three years, five years looks like, and then commit to that consistency on that marketing channel and go for it. That's, you know, having run multiple businesses, some not so well in my life, that was a big lesson I've learned is you've got to, don't just keep bouncing from one thing to the next, hoping something's going to be the quick win. There's almost no quick wins. Find the strategy that works for you and commit to it. I love that. And how can people find out more about you or take the next step with you? If you type Law Pods anywhere, any social media platform into Google, you're going to find me. If you want to get directly in contact with me, I'm always happy to get an email, robert at lawpods.com. Awesome. We're going to uh, link that up in the show notes for you guys. Uh, really great conversation with you, Robert. And first, the first person on this show that is doing podcast production for lawyers. So uh, you might have competition, but they haven't been here on the Profit With Law podcast. And um, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, I love podcasting clearly. And, um, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, it's, you know, it's something that every attorney should have on their radar, right? Even if you're not ready to do it now, it should be something that you're thinking, okay, this is going to be something we're going to implement in our marketing one day in the future, kind of like I am with YouTube, right? I always knew that I needed to be on YouTube. Um, we never, we haven't put the effort in yet, but we're going to be doing it, uh, coming 2023, uh, we're going to be launching our YouTube channel and we're going to, and, and we're going to put efforts into it and stay consistent with it. I love the advice that you provided with consistency, because when I started the profit with law podcast, I knew that the one thing that I needed to do was to be consistent. And there have been occasion occasions here and there where we missed a day, we were a day late, things like that. But by and large, I mean, like our interviews come out every Thursday and we've we've gotten so good with the consistency of it that I know like in the summer, I don't want to be recording anything because I take I actually take the entire summer off and I go work at my kids day camp. I want to be out there with nice. them. Um, so we we clear my calendar from everything except for my coaching calls. And um, what that has forced my team to do is to be very prepared which means that we've got 90 to 120 days batched, you know, completely ready to go when the summer starts. So that like right now we're recording in the beginning of September. I'm not sure when this is going to release, but we're now replenishing our supply of inventory of, of podcast interviews because I haven't recorded for the last, you know, uh, nine, 10 weeks or so, or, to, or even 12 weeks. Um, and the other thing is it, in order to stay consistent, we, we started batching. And, um, you know, like That's today to I've got, I've got five podcast interviews lined up today. 
and I'm just going to be behind the microphone all day. Clear my calendar. Not Sounds like a good else. day. Yeah, it is. And you know what? It's it's exhausting, but it's so emotionally fulfilling having these conversations and you being able to not have to think about anything else and just be in the zone, be in the moment with your guests and, and talk to them. And it's it's just a wonderful, a wonderful experience. Um, one thing that that I want to do is is broadcast the interviews live as we're recording them. And the problem with that is, is I don't, I don't want to inundate my audience with five live broadcasts an hour long each in, in a single day. So we have right. to figure out how to, how to navigate that, you know, maybe, maybe we take the recording and, and then play it live as if it's happening at that moment when it really isn't, but I don't know, we'll see. That's you're getting a behind the scenes look of what's going on in the profit with law world. I love uh, it. One thing at a time though, you know, you're doing yeah. it. You're like, all right, let's do this now. Exactly. Exactly. But the key, but to, to your point, the key is consistency, right? So you always want to make sure that you're not taking on more than you can handle so that you can be consistent. Like that's the name of the game. Um, and you know, I, I learned that from Cliff, uh, from day one, you know, he harped on it and, um, uh, I actually did start another podcast and was not consistent with it. And it became, it was very difficult. It was difficult to, to grow it. It was very difficult to, to, to get behind the microphone and, and do it again. Right. It was like, because uh, you start playing mind games with yourself. It's kind of like if you go on a diet and then you have a cheat, <laughs> right? So you have one cheat. It's like, okay, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get, get back into it. But then all of a sudden you start playing mind games with yourself. Like, oh, I, if I was able to do that and get back on it, I could do another one. And I could, you know, and all of a sudden off the wagon. Right. And same thing with, with, with podcasting, right? If you, if you skip one episode, you, you shame on you the first time. And then all of a sudden you start making excuses for yourself. And now you start, start skipping more consistently and you become consistent with the inconsistency, which is a problem. Uh, it becomes very difficult to, to grow it, to, to capture an audience that way. Um, so I, I really like that. The, the last thing that I'm going to share, just put, put some food for thought in somebody's mind. Like if you don't want to be on the, on the hamster wheel of content production all the time, you can also, you also have the option of doing seasons. So you can say like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to release, uh, you know, uh, a series of podcast episodes in, in the spring, and then we're going to take off until the next spring. But we're going to just tell our audience that's what we're doing. So season one is going to be running now. Like if you look at, I don't know, the Grey's Anatomy, right? Like there's a season every year, but you got to wait till September to watch it. And then come March, it's over and you don't get you don't get any new content from March until September. And you just got to deal. Right. That's but but, you know, you know what to expect. There's no surprises. And I think that's really the the key. Um, So there aren't any rules, but communication and planning and, and letting people know what you're doing is, is really key. So we're going to uh, link up in the show notes, Robert's email, his website, uh, his social, his social handles. Uh, we invite you to, to have conversations with him, talk to him directly. If you're looking to start a podcast, and again, I'm just going to throw out there. Uh, if you want to grab a free coaching session with one of our coaches here at profit with law, we make that available to you. Uh, go to profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching, profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching. We'd love to have you in there, have a conversation with one of our coaches and help them help you uh, see what you're not seeing in your business and, and really start uh, um, up leveling and, and moving forward, uh, especially if you feel like you've been uh, kind of treading water, you know, not going anywhere. Uh, they definitely can help you pinpoint why that's happening and set you in the right direction. Folks, we're here every Thursday. 
with a new interview, a new guest, an amazing guest. Robert's been been great, and uh, we're going to bring more for you next Thursday. So make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. Hit that subscribe button in your podcast player, and we will catch you next week. Take care. That's it for this week's episode of Profit With Law. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with at least one person. Imagine how many lives we can change if we each shared this episode. Another way to share the episode is on social media. We appreciate your support and look forward to you joining us again next week.